Welcome back to Four Eyes, everyone. It's the podcast series that gives you a clear view into the optometry world across Canada and the U.S. And today, we're answering those hard-hitting questions that our patients, friends, and family are desperately seeking the answer to. Okay, not really, but (laughs) we are answering those eyebrow-raising questions with a drink in hand. So grab your drinks as well, and let's get started. Here are your hosts. I'm Dr. Amrit Bilku. I'm Dr. Deepan Kar. Hi, I'm Dr. Ravinder Rindava. And I'm Dr. Alex Kuhn. So all of us at Four Eyes decided that we wanted to do a little bit of a more lighthearted and funny and happy episode just because everything that's going on with COVID-19, um, you know, a lot of people are, I mean, everyone is affected and, you know, going through really, really difficult times right now. And so, you know, we've been spending a lot of time talking to our friends and our family. And so we figured that today could be a good idea to get all of their questions together, whether they're myths or just questions about their eyes in general. And We wanted to get together with some social drinking as well to answer all of their questions. Did you spill your drink? No. I was like, okay, Rav's down. She's out. Good. I'm already. She's already done for this I'm already down, man. I'm already drunk. Oh, God. Um, Before we get to those really, really important questions, we're all going to go over what we're drinking. So I am drinking a whiskey and Coke, just like always. What are you guys <laughs> drinking today? I'm drinking a house-made wine. Whose house made it? <laughs> so moonshine is moonshine. what you're trying to say. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know how to make wine. It was a friend who made it. Ooh. Oh, okay, okay. Nice. What else? What are you guys drinking? I'm drinking a pink Moscato. That is typical Dr. Alex Kuhn right there, everyone. (laughs) Nice and cheap. (laughs) Nice and cheap. And I'm drinking whatever I found in my parents' liquor cabinet because I'm uh, self-isolating at home. (laughs) Yeah, no, um, but I'm drinking a lager that is from Alberta. And all the ingredients are 100% made from Alberta. And it also has Rocky Mountain water and special lager yeast. So it's cool. That is fancy. It's called Alberta Genuine Draft. So yeah. When we were planning out this episode, I did not tell you guys, but I pulled up some articles from BuzzFeed and then also Vice.com. And so I found a really funny, I found two funny articles that tell you what your personality is based on what drink you get at the bar. So I'm going to go over this just before we start because I think they're really funny. Um, so Deepon is drinking a craft beer, which BuzzFeed announces that it is the drink of people who are comfortable talking to strangers and making friends easily. Very so, true. So kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and then so i mean alex and rav you guys have like limited my creativity here because you're (laughs) basically drinking wine Wine. so when someone was asked what do you think about people that drink wine they said wine is for drinking alone and feeling fabulous about it (laughs) 
perfect for self-isolation right right yeah and wine is great because even when you're drinking a low class cheap wine you still look really classy (laughs) that'd be me (laughs) (laughs) and then so i tried to look up a good whiskey one and there weren't really that many or a lot of them just referred to males. So first of all, I guess I'm a boy now. And <laughs> so it's basically saying no girls really drink whiskey. So that's what happens when you come from Brampton. <laughs> <laughs> For any of our listeners out there, if these are one of your classical drinks, then these sentences would apply to you as well. So people who order Bud Light Lime enjoy salted soap water, but also want to watch their figure. This is a garbage beer for garbage people. And what what did we always get in ICO? Bud Light? Or what's the Kirkland brand? The Kirkland but brand? But then at Joe's, they had that Bud Light $2 pitchers. Yes. Yeah. So can't go wrong with that. If you drink Heineken, you're probably just a dad. I used to drink Heineken. That used to be my drink of choice. Well, I guess I'm a man now too. <laughs> is there one on Corona? Oh, yeah. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Molson drinkers are just repping for Canada. They'll make all of their non-Canadian friends drink it so they can show them that Canada is indeed pretty freaking cool. That's true. Champagne is like the super fun friend who you will never really get to know on a person-to-person level, but who never disappoints you, partially because of that distance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hennessy is such an uncle drink. It reminds me of people letting loose at backyard parties in Brooklyn. Hennessy reminds me of like all the rap songs in like the 90s. Wouldn't they always right? like shout out Hennessy or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, they do that now too. Um, Jaeger bombs are for bros who feel the need to constantly reassure themselves of their broness. Uh, margaritas are for people who all go woo at the same time. <laughs> martinis are for people who are at least a little bit dead inside mojitos are simultaneously a dumb drink for amateurs and a classy drink for the refined and also people who feel guilty about not having a salad for lunch because leaves (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad that made you guys laugh i hope that made everyone laugh at home because i was crying when i read it (laughs) And now we can actually get into our questions, <laughs> the whole point of the episode. Um, I think how we're going to do this is we're all going to basically take a sip of our drink for every question that we answer. And all of these questions are from our own personal family or friends or some questions that we've commonly been asked by from our patients. So do red-green glasses actually work for those that are colorblind? Drink! (laughs) Drink. Cheers, everyone. (laughs) Actually, this one, this one's a really funny one, but, but I don't really know how else to explain that in a more scientific term this is you know not what I actually this is not really going to be an educational episode for anyone you know what i actually <laughs> meant by those that question it's the inchroma yeah. glasses inchroma not glasses. the actual oh. red green because i a lot of patients in my clinic they'll be like oh can i just wear that and then drive with that and then i'll be able to see all that's red and green but it depends on how like the type of color blindness how deficient you are and it's not gonna make it better or like replace it's not going to be as good as like someone who has no color deficiency and plus the 
the products from Enchroma, they're like $200, $300 for glasses, for those kind of glasses. So it's like, so these are really expensive glasses that patients have asked me about. And they're like, should I get them? Because I am red, green, colorblind. And I do want to see what it's like to see the traffic lights when I'm driving. So should I spend that amount of money to get them? And I'm always like, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it depends on, um, because I think, I don't know if they understand that wearing the contact lenses just changes like that saturation of what red would be. So it will still look like that. I don't know. What does it appear to them? Like this grayish yeah like a gray hue it's just going to be a little bit darker than what you know other shades of colors would be so that it helps you to discriminate okay that is possibly a red color that I'm looking at but they're not actually going to see like the true red red, yeah it just helps with yeah distinguishing the colors like the contrast Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah it doesn't help with any other deficiency so if you can't see blues or yellows no, no get out of here <laughs> <laughs> all right next question why won't you give me my pd after my eye exam drink and for those of you who don't know pd stands for pupillary distance <laughs> yes which is often required when you are trying to purchase uh frames online for your glasses uh, at our practice, we give out the PD with the prescription mm-hmm. itself. Um, we don't, mm-hmm. as far as I know, we don't charge for people that come in and ask for to get their PD measured. But I also haven't had the situation where I've been asked to do that. So uh, yeah, I feel like it's optional, right? If you can charge for a patient for someone who's not your patient, I guess if someone like just walks in and goes, "Hey, right. I want to buy some glasses from somewhere. Can you give me my PD?" Um, in BC, I know by regulations, you have to provide the PD after every exam. Um, but I know in Alberta and Ontario, uh, you don't. It's additional cost about people range from $15 to some people even charge 50 All right. So next question is, how can you test my child's vision if they don't know their letters or numbers yet? Drink! We do a lot of subject, sorry, we do a lot of, yeah, objective testings Mm -hmm. for these kids. So, yeah, that doesn't really require them to say much. Yeah. And for babies, we just watch where their eyes Mm -hmm. go and we kind of figure it out from there. We we just kind of figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) But this also means that we can see any patient that can't even communicate. So, yeah, yeah. There you go. So come and do your eye exam. <laughs> come, come, come right now. Well, not right now. Of not everything. right now. Stay In home like now. four months. <laughs> Stay home now. I wear my contact lenses all the time. Why the hell would I also purchase glasses? Do you think I made a money? <laughs> Drink. So these are Deepon's patients asking for this. Yeah, obviously these are Deepon's angry patients. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's because I live in such a area that's so financially conscious that anytime you try to be like, I think this product will help you, they'll be like, no, no, what's (laughs) what's the $2 choice? What's the $3 choice? But we also recommend getting a pair of glasses, backup pair of glasses for any contact lens wear because if anything happens to your eye while you're wearing your contact lenses, you'll always have your glasses to rely on. 
Interesting fact that I did not know until moving to California was people here think about purchasing a backup pair of glasses for natural disaster emergencies too. Ooh. So like earthquakes. Like some people, yeah, some people were like, uh, I'll just get two pairs because I need one for my earthquake disaster kit. And I was like, oh. Whenever I see patients, I always tell, or whenever I talk to patients about getting glasses, if they're contact lens wearers. You I tell them tell to them, make sure you're set for the next avalanche? No, yeah. not that. <laughs> I tell them that it doesn't matter if it's like an old pair, but as long as there's something they yeah, can wear. Yeah, as long as they get something. an yeah. infection. I mean, yeah, you don't have to update it every year or every two years or anything. Just as long as you have something so you can drive and get away from those natural disasters. As long as you're still counting fingers vision with those backup. Yeah. <laughs> if you were like light perception, I don't know. Maybe you should get it. Follow get the light. Pair. Follow the light. <laughs> All right. Another common question. Aren't transition lenses the same as progressive lenses? Drink. No. <laughs> when the patient says, yeah, I need those transition lenses. You know, those ones that I, yeah, these ones, these ones on my face. Yeah, they really help me read. No, sir. Those are progressives. Yeah, the transition. That's what I told you. No. no. <laughs> it's like comparing apples They're to not. oranges. Yeah. But then, and I even mean, for like. I could like, see how yeah. the terms, though. I could see how the terms would get yeah. confusing for patients. Yeah. I can but like it gets confusing because when they even say like, oh, my transition lenses and they're pointing to their glasses, you, I, when they say that, I'm like, oh yeah, you okay, don't so know. You have yeah, you don't <laughs> yeah. know. So you're like, okay, yeah, what, what's the problem with your transition lenses? And like, well, I can't see with them. And you're like, okay, well, and then you're both talking about two different things. And then later I realize I'm like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> when so whenever I go into the room with a patient, I always ask to see their glasses to start. So I'm on the yeah. same page. Alex is like, just interrupts her page. She's like, give me your glasses. I'm so <laughs> yeah. Let's see what we're working with. Um, I guess we didn't really answer that question. We just vented. So yeah. <laughs> Transitions are the ones that get dark in the sun and progressives are your invisible line bifocals. That's what it is. Okay. Am I more likely to get cataracts if I have a family history of cataracts? Drink. Every human being will get cataracts if they Can live long enough. Can I add the clap enough. emoji after every word that you just said? <laughs> <laughs> every human being. The most annoying is when you ask them for if they have any uh, family history. Family. And they put cataracts. <laughs> oh like my God. <laughs> yeah. So remember we said we wouldn't do like a patient venting episode. Oh, yeah, we would do like a patient education one. This turned into How the opposite with the more drinks that we had. <laughs> Basically, I just tell them that if you get, you're going to get gray hair and you're going to get cataracts. The only thing is you can get rid of both and only one will keep coming back. So you will get those cataracts. Only one of my eyelid twitches. Why does that happen? Drink. What's the story behind this? <laughs> when Amrit was taking, when we were getting ready to take boards, I think it was a yeah. two months. It was two months before boards. Oh my gosh. Am Amrit had her eye twitch for two months. Yeah, it was she, constant. She would be like, look at my eye. Look at it. And I'm like, okay, Amrit, I'm looking. This is when the gin and tonic comes in handy. Well, as soon as we uh f like finished taking boards, like it was gone the next day. It's so true, though. <laughs> it stopped twitching like three days after boards, which was nuts. <laughs> I think eye twitches are so cool, and the feeling of them are like so cool. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> if I get laser surgery for my retinal hole, does this mean I don't have to wear my glasses anymore? Drink! So since, Amory, you have like multiple retinal holes, laser surgeries, <laughs> <laughs> did it corrupt your prescription? Yeah, I mean, and I had LASIK, so maybe people will just think that it was like a two for one. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people hear laser surgery, they automatically assume LASIK. And they don't think of like glaucoma surgeries or like yeah. retinal hole surgeries or surgeries yeah. for floaters or all these other types of surgeries. So they just clump it together and they're like, yeah. oh, you had laser done? Oh, yeah. can you see now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways. All right. Next question. Yep. So if my prescription didn't change, then why can't I see clearly through my current glasses? Drink! Because you got those glasses online. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I cannot stress you enough, like, Ajin's glasses are, like, the foggiest windows you have ever looked through. Like, there's just fingerprints <laughs> upon fingerprints, like, years of fingerprints just smudged all on there. Food, <laughs> eyelashes, all clumping, like, fallen lashes just clumping all on the lens. Just wipe them and down. And you see, like, those food crumbs just stuck on there, like... What were you doing with your glasses? Oh, you see the, the oily fingerprints? Yeah, yeah. Oh my so then God. that's like the number one reason why you cannot see clearly through them. You just do a cleaning of their glasses. You put it back on and they're like... And they're like, wow, oh. it's so clear. <laughs> Brand new. Okay, so um, my significant other personally asked me this question. Um, does farting on someone's pillow give them to die? <laughs> I used to ask this question all the time when I was a kid and believed it. Yeah, that's why Ajin is still a kid. Yeah. Because my, my sister would always be like, I'm going to fart on your <laughs> pillow if you don't shut up. I'm like, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> oh, my God. If there's no barrier between their <laughs> bum and the pillow, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. But no, ultimately, <laughs> no. <laughs> Farting is not one of those conditions. <laughs> Unless those fart particles with the bacteria travel to the pillow. <laughs> yeah, next question. Does crying help my dry eye symptoms? Drink! It can, yes. So <laughs> I mean, that's the point. It definitely can. I don't remember the last time I cried and if it did help <laughs> me with my dry eyes. <laughs> No, I'm thinking of like, when was the last time I, yeah, I guess it does. I do have dry eye and I guess it does offer some temporary relief. Very temporary I, though. I feel like you're crying because your eyes are dry and they need something, but it's yeah, not like long term. What's a show that made you guys cry a lot? Oh my God, Grey's Anatomy. And I watched it oh, twice yes. with you and I still cried. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy was like every episode was sad. Game of Thrones made me cry a lot. When what scene? Oh, I cried in the from Game of Thrones. Like some of the characters who died, I cried. Oh, at the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Sorry. Let's continue. Uh, so, why are some people farsighted in one eye and nearsighted in the other? Drink. Because you were just born that way. <laughs> Next question. All Next right, question. So- <laughs> you will be complaining when you're forty. I know. Yeah. Lucky you. You got that natural monovision going on. Why is rubbing your eyes one of the worst things you can do? Drink. I think sticking a knife in your eye could be one of the worst things you can do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's worse things. 
like I'm sure some doctors stress it way more to other people who have keratoconus or thin corneas or something but yeah it's just it's just bad because it'll you know cause more astigmatism and things that you don't want happening to your corneas yeah that's but if it. you rub it once in a while that's yeah I think that's fine terrible. but if you're like every day on the minute rubbing your eyes yeah that, that would might not be, be a problem if it's affecting then you your will daily need a life. prescription change yes, yes. <laughs> then you will um this is actually one that a lot of patients um ask me too is is a cold or hot compress better for your eyes drink depends what you have it depends on what they have yeah both can be beneficial depending on what you have yeah somebody like me who has severe allergies sometimes cold helps warm won't help you well yeah if you have allergies and dry eyes you gotta alternate that yep this is a commonly asked question are monthly contact lenses bad for you drink i feel like any contact lens could be bad for you if you're not taking care yeah, of it. the bottom line that's the bottom line the, that is the bottom line but i do i do try to convince my patients to switch to a daily lens just because mm-hmm. it's healthier but if they're adamant on staying with a monthly contact lens brand because that's the only thing they've tried and as long as they don't have any other issues with it then i'll be like all right fine mm-hmm. So our last question, um, I saved for last because I love when this person asks me this question like multiple times, <laughs> even though I've answered it a hundred times. When I was little, I opened a packet of spices and those spices got into my eyes. My eyes burned so bad, but then randomly it just stopped hurting all of a sudden. Where did the spices go? Did they get absorbed into my eye forever or like what? <laughs> yeah, it made a meal down there. <laughs> um yeah no the spices did not go anywhere into the eye obviously when something's burning your eye your eye starts tearing because those tears are basically washing out everything so i'm sure those spices were washed out like immediately yeah (laughs) don't trust her she's lying to you (laughs) it's still in your Um, eyeball yeah but um you know people ask me that question about like um like eyelashes and stuff They'll be like, I had an eyelash in my eye and I saw it. It was right there. And then I tried to get it out. I blinked a few times and it's gone. I think it's in my eyeball. I think yeah. it's behind my eye. I think they someone think there's like a ball too. of hair, hair like a ball of, of eyelashes eye. yeah, in yeah, the back yeah. of their eye. Yeah. Someone asked me that. They're like, they were like, how do I clean that ball of hair behind my eye? And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, what? Or like with the contact lenses, they're like, yo, what if I lose a contact lens? What if it goes behind my eye? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually, funny story. I had to um, help one of my friends on the phone. I basically did a telehealth conversation with one of my best friends. She called me one morning, um, very hungover from <laughs> having a really um, long night of partying the night before. And she wears contact lenses. And of course, you know, with alcohol, sometimes you don't remember what happened the night before. (laughs) So she calls me at like 9 or 10 in the morning and goes, Amrit, I was wearing contact lenses last night and I always take them out. I'm really good about it. But I drank too much and I woke up this morning and I can only see through one eye. I don't know where my other contact lens is, but I think it's in my eye. And I think it went behind my eyeball. I had to literally show this girl how to like evert her lids over the phone. (laughs) Trying to like 
roll her lids, look around, irrigate the eye. <laughs> and then she found her contact lens on the floor in the bathroom. It was, it was, it was, ne- it was never in her eye. I felt yeah. so bad. I should have billed her for that. But yeah, funny story. Well, so this is the end of season one of Four Eyes. We want to thank all of our listeners for their support on our podcast um, because we're creating this content in our own free time, putting in our blood, sweat, and tears into everything we produce. So we appreciate every bit of support that we're getting from our listeners and our followers. Please subscribe and share this podcast with everyone you know in the optometry world. Also, mark your calendars for season two, which begins on Wednesday, May 13th. We have a huge lineup of interviews with optometrists that are making a difference in our profession and tons of more content we want to share with you guys. Also, make sure to keep up with us on Instagram at Four Eyes Optom. So until next time, stay safe and keep laughing. Bye.